Welcome to the eighth episode of the Xamarin Podcast. It's 4th of February today, 2014, and we're greeted with the news today that Satya Nadella is now the CEO of Microsoft. Um, so I think that's news that broke today. And it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. It seems like he really understands developers and, and kind of the future is mobile and, and cloud, which is uh, really nice to see. So last week we were talking about Xamarin.Mac and how you can make a little password screen um, for your Xamarin.Mac applications. Uh, I think we have something similar uh, for iOS this week, don't we, Pierce? Yeah, so uh, Carrie Lothrop has written an article called Animation Fun with UIView.AnimateAsync. Um, so if you weren't already aware, uh, a lot of the iOS APIs within Xamarin are async await capable. Uh, one of those is animation. And so this blog post uh, has a cool little snippet for chaining together these asynchronous animation calls uh, to create kind of the shake uh, vibration. So like if you have an incorrect password or uh, an email isn't valid or a field isn't filled out, you could do this animation, which would probably be pretty cool. Um, animation is probably one of those areas I need to brush up more on, but this is definitely like a cool place to start. Uh, also this week, we had uh, Wally McClure, who blogs a ton uh, about Xamarin stuff, has written a how-to for Visual Studio Magazine on how to navigate between screens and iOS. So I know when I first started uh, with Xamarin and iOS development in general, uh, navigation was something that I didn't really understand, and it's still kind of, when you get down into the lower level details, it's tough, but uh, this blog post by Wally really helps to decode things, so it talks about UI Navigation Controller. Uh, which like it does exactly what you would expect. It manages a navigation hierarchy. Uh, it's really simple to use once you get the basics down. Uh, and the article walks you through some really basic code and uh, helps you build a sample app using navigation. So if you're new to Xamarin or you just want to brush up on your navigation skills, this might be an article you want to check out. Very nice. Um, yeah, I think the Visual Studio magazine's put out a lot of really good content around uh, doing uh, things with Xamarin. So. I definitely recommend uh, signing up for the Visual Studio Magazine newsletter as well. So I know I mentioned a lot about Google Glass on the on the Xamarin podcast. Uh, today is going to be no different. But there is actually a lot of people kind of writing some really interesting articles about using C Sharp and, and developing for Google Glass. So the two that we have today is we have a uh, link to Twitter on Glass. So Joe Mayo has a really good po- uh, has a really good article on how you can use his uh, link to Twitter library on Google Glass. You can also use it on Windows Phone, Windows Store, uh, iOS, and Android. But he goes through kind of a little bit of setting up um, Google Glass on Windows 8.1 and also, you know, setting up Visual Studio to be able to develop for the Google Glass using the Google Google Glass Xamarin component. And another one of these articles is um, from Roger Pincombe. And he created a glass prompter app for the AT&T Hackathon weekend um, at the start of the year. And he even just used the Xamarin Android uh, trial to develop for Google Glass and, and develop a, a prompter so you would speak words. And when you get to the end of you know the phrase that you meant to speak, it will actually go on and show you what you're going to say next. So it's like an automated prompter on Google Glass, which is a really cool hack that I, uh, that I saw on, on, uh, on the web. Uh, something that I, you know, I see a lot is people, you know, getting started. You go and create a new app, and um, last time on the podcast, I think I mentioned that I created a Xamarin Studio plugin uh, to create a Google Glass file new project. Um, 
Well, actually, in Visual Studio 2013, Microsoft have made it really easy to go and create a new add-in based off an existing template so or an existing project. So if you open up a project, you can now basically go File, Extract, Template if you have the uh, Visual Studio SDK installed. And then you, that way you can go and create a template based off of that. Uh, so I did this with the Google Glass projects. Um, it automatically downloads the component for you when you create a new project. And now you can do that all within Visual Studio as well. So it's up in the Visual Studio gallery. All you need to do is search for Google Glass and it will show up. Um, so you should get that installed um, and, and check that out because I think it's pretty handy. One article that got a lot of buzz over the last uh, couple weeks was an article by Frank Kruger, who wrote iCircuit, which was featured in the uh, Apple Store. So this one uh, is entitled Automated UI Testing with Cucumber and Calabash. Um, so this blog post, if you've ever uh, tried to do any UI testing, it's really tough. Um, so we do what we can with tests in general to try and make our uh, application reliable. We'll do unit tests. Uh, we try our best to do UI tests, even though that's kind of a new thing. So this article introduces you to Gherkin, which is a natural language that you actually use to specify tests. Uh, Cucumber, which is the tool that actually runs the tests, and Calabash, which interfaces with Cucumber uh, with the platform you're testing. Um, so in this article, he uses a, the, an iOS app. Uh, he uses Calca, uh, written with Xamarin.iOS as an example. Um, to show you how you can automate testing your UI, you can um, write various tests, UI tests, you can define steps, uh, and you can explore your app uh, using the Calabash API as well, so that's pretty cool. Um, so if you've ever wondered how I, you can get into UI testing, uh, this is probably a really good start. Um, because you have pretty much the whole package, you have the actual tests, you have the thing that runs the test, and you have something that can interface with the platform you're using. So it's really extensible, um, and it works on multiple platforms. So it's definitely an article to check out if you're interested in UI testing. Yeah, and on a similar theme with uh, talking about Frank Kruger, um, Mike Bluestein actually put up an article on, on Sunday. Um, for those who weren't interested in watching the big game or the superb owl, then uh, people were, could have looked up core animation resources uh, one of these is a is a blog post um, from Frank Kruger. Uh, there's another um, article called Crafting Interactions with Core Animation by David Ortnow. And there's a few other um, documentation from the Xamarin guys on kind of how you can um, get using Core Animation within your uh, Xamarin.iOS application. So that was really nice to see um, a little bit of weekend hacking um, whilst maybe watching the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah. Definitely worth checking out if you want to do any animation within your applications. Yeah, I've looked at some of those myself, and uh, in an app I was working on, I did some really simple animations that uh, I thought would be super scary and hard to do, but in reality were only a few lines of code, so that was really cool. It was actually a lot simpler than I thought it was, and of course now with the async APIs, uh, it'd be even cooler. So uh, yeah, definitely should check out those core animation resources. If you're interested in continuous integration and use Atlassian Bamboo, uh, the continuous integration environment, uh, then you may be interested in an article by John Lipsky, who is the lead developer of TouchDraw and blogs periodically about uh, Xamarin development. So this is just using that continuous integration server to build Xamarin apps. So it talks about the different configuration and how you can actually build the app and run some unit tests. So if you're interested in continuous integration at all, it would probably be a really cool uh, blog post to check out. But 
yeah, so I'm going to have to try and set up a CI environment for my Xamarin apps now for sure. Yeah, it's a very nice um, getting continuous integration set up within your applications. I think it's um, just makes things easier in terms of getting a process together um, to get things built and, and ready to ship to the store. Another thing that happened over the last couple of weeks was that uh, Xamarin Evolve 2014 Save the Date was announced. Um, so if you're interested in coming uh, to Evolve in 2014, you want to make sure you put down October the 6th to October the 10th um, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that's where Xamarin Evolve 2014 is going to be happening. So uh, go and click on the link uh, in, in the podcast notes. Um, enter in your email address and, and you'll get notified when uh, registration opens apparently this uh, month in February. Yeah, and uh, me and Chris will be there. So if there's no other reason to go, there's one for you. So one of the apps that we've seen that people are creating using the Xamarin tools uh, was this Total Connect Comfort app, uh, which is both for iOS and for Android. Um, it's created by a company called Screen Media, and they only released this um, last week. It's similar to Nest in a way that you can control your central heating via an app and via a, a smart device. And this is for Honeywell. Um, and it's just a really nice kind of, they used a flat UI um, across both Android and iOS. So keeping a, a consistent uh, UI across multiple platforms. Um, they were using MVVM Cross to you know manage their share code across multiple platforms. It's just a really nice example of what you can do uh, using the Xamarin tools. So if you're in the UK um, and you have the Honeywell system, then definitely download the Total Connect app um, so you can control your your heating via your mobile devices. So if you really like using Visual Studio, have a Mac and run Parallels Desktop 9 uh, and develop using Xamarin.Android, uh, then Krumler has written a post on how you can get all that set up uh, between the Android emulator, Motion. Uh, and all that stuff, there's a lot going on there, but this article definitely helps to decode some of the uh, complexity. And so, yeah, you can use uh, Visual Studio on your Mac and get the best of both worlds, uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, we see a lot of people using uh, Parallels to run their Visual Studio uh, instances in, so we, we definitely recommend that's a, a good way of doing that. Parallels or VM Fusion, uh, they work just as well. Um, so this is a really nice article to, to get you up and running um, with the plethora of options with Motion, uh, Android devices, Visual Studio plugins, and, and everything um, under the sun there. So if you've heard of Wave Engine, uh, we mentioned it previously on the Xamarin podcast, um, they've come out with templates for Xamarin Studio now. Uh, so if you're wondering what is Wave, uh, they're a component-based game engine architecture uh, with 2D and 3D physics engines beautiful visual effects, and cross-platform support. So if you're looking to start getting into game development, this would definitely be an option, especially now with the Xamarin Studio integration. Probably makes it easier than ever. Um, I've looked into some of the other game engines, uh, such as Monogame, but I'm definitely going to have to try Wave out uh, sometime soon. Talking more about uh, applications that are shipping using Xamarin, uh, Microsoft actually have a, a game called Wordmont. And they used Xamarin to be able to target iOS and Android. They already have uh, Windows uh, phone versions of their application. Um, and there's a really nice case study just on um, showing how the Wordamont team uh, leveraged their C-sharp skills to be able to get um, their game on, on multiple platforms. 
Um, it's actually a really fun game. If you haven't tried Wordamont, I recommend that you go download it. Um, it's a free game and it's it's similar to, um, you basically have to make as many words as possible with like a, a grid of, of different letters and you get different values for using uh, m the more complicated letters rather than using any, you get one point or you use a, use a, a P and you get four points. So um, it's a really nice application. Uh, they managed to be able to ship across all the multiple platforms in one go. Um, because they were taking advantage of this, they're sharing 80% of their, their code. Um, and then they also be able to use, you know, the native APIs for doing text rendering for iOS and Android. And then they'll be able to localize the app for 23 different languages. And they didn't actually need to hire new mobile staff because they just you, you reused their existing knowledge of C Sharp across iOS and Android. And so it's a really nice story. Um, and there's a really nice um, kind of quotes from from the team and kind of how they went about doing this. So um, if you're interested in, in shipping games across multiple platforms, it doesn't have to be a, a 3D game. This is a 2D war game. Um, then you should read the uh, read the case study here. Okay, so last month uh, we actually had a record number of Xamarin Developer Group meetups, which is awesome. It's uh, awesome to see a whole bunch of groups popping up out of everywhere. Uh, I actually lead the Auburn Mobile one here. And Auburn, Alabama is one of the smaller chapters, but still pretty cool. Um, so every month we like to highlight some of the C -sharp, mobile C-sharp uh, developer meetups that are going on across the United States. Uh, and we've linked to the post. And so there's some going on in major cities like Seattle, London, Toronto, um, Boston, Cape Town. Even in countries like India, we have meetups, which is, which is really cool to see Xamarin spreading across the globe. Um, if you're interested in other meetups, you should check out the forums at forums.xamarin.com. Uh, there's a, uh, I guess it would be a category just for meetups. So if you have any meetup questions or thinking about starting your own meetup, that might be a good place to start up a thread or to look for previous meetups. That's also a really good resource. So yeah, uh, check out the February mobile C-sharp uh, developer meetups. So if you're in one of the areas listed in the post, uh, you might want to go check it out. If not, you might want to start your own mobile C-sharp developer meetup. For that, like I said, just check out the forums at forums.xamarin.com. Something we saw on Twitter this week is Xconomy um, wrote a blog post about will the next great Boston tech company please stand up? And they went and through and they, they noted uh, different uh, companies within the Boston area. They only mentioned five that they think are going to be, you know, doing a really good uh, good thing around Boston or, you know, they're going to be the next big thing. Um, some familiar names here, you have Runkeeper, um, which a lot of people use um, for, you know, when they're doing their runs. Um, but one of the one of the other ones that I mentioned, obviously, while we're on the Xamarin podcast, uh, Xamarin was mentioned here as well. They're saying the, the post-PC era is upon us. Mobile app development management and testing have matured. Um, and they're saying that Xamarin is, is the best way of, of using um, on getting into the mobile space and, and um, using using our tools um, really helps out here. So it's really nice to see us recognized in kind of non-technical way um, as a, you know as a business rather than um, as just a developer tool. So it's really great to see us uh, mentioned on this. And I just moved to the the Boston office, so even better uh, to see it. That's awesome, Chris. Congratulations uh, to you and the rest of the Xamarin team. So uh, we mentioned Chromecast previously on uh, Xamarin Podcast uh, a long time ago. That might have been close to our inaugural episode. Uh, but so previously, it's been pretty tough to develop uh, for the Chromecast. Uh, so they call it the Google Cast uh, Software Development Kit, SDK. 
Um, previously, that was kind of a private thing. They released it to several uh, well-known companies like HBO, Pandora, and Netflix uh, to kind of provide some worth to the device before uh, it got to the market. Uh, but now they've opened up the Google Cast SDK to everyone, so hopefully now there will be some really, really cool apps for Chromecast. Right now there's only 14, so there's definitely an opportunity uh, if you want to get involved with uh, Chromecast. Uh, all you have to do is go to, to developers.google.com slash cast. So thanks for joining us on this episode of the Xamarin Podcast. We hope to see you next week, um, and uh, keep hacking.